You're listening to EVH and Gear TV, brought to you by Design39 Media. Visit design39media.com for all your website, photography, and video production needs. Microphones for EVH and Gear TV are provided by Rode Microphones. An official Van Halen merchandise is provided by vanhalenstore.com. And now, here's your host from Ontario, Canada, EVH artist Eric Broadbent. Hey everyone, happy Sunday to you all. Welcome to the Helix Hour, and we are live. Had a couple technical problems, which is, you know what, it's a nature of the internet <laughs> and live YouTube or TV, however you want to say it. But today we're happy to be joined by Line 6 artists, Angle Amplifiers, Ibanez Guitars artist, Jen Majara. Jen, how are you? Thank you, Eric, for having me. I'm doing very good. How are you? Doing f- absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. It's, it's, it, we're going to have a great day today for sure. And I want to thank you uh, <laughs> exclusively for, uh, you know, f- for sharing all these things on all your profiles. You, I mean, you're a real champion. I really appreciate that. <laughs> well, I had a very busy social media day today. I don't know for whatever reasons. I, I planned on posting just one post a day because I usually post every three, four, five days. And then... My friend Ola Englund from Sweden, from the band Sphere and the Haunted, he came up with posting something about me, and then I reposted, and then I ended up posting about this show tonight, and it's so many posts today. So I'm like, I spent my day on social media. I'm like worn out. I'm, I'm happy to have a human conversation with you right now. It's very, <laughs> ni- it's very nice to actually talk some, to, to talk some guitar and talk Helix and all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. As well too. So we're gonna have lots of fun. There's gonna be a million people jumping in the chat. So I, I want to apologize to a lot of the regular viewers that jump in. That we normally say, "Hey Bob and hi, hi Tony and how you know those kind of things." We're just gonna kind of ask questions uh, from some of the fans in the chat. But you were mentioning to me as well, too, um, you mentioned the fact that you had some videos coming up and things like that. Video shoots, I should say. Can you tell us a little bit about that before we start? <laughs> did, I, did I tell you about that? You well, I'm in Bulgaria because I recently joined um, a band called Sevi from Sofia in Bulgaria. They uh, sent me a request for a guest guitar solo. And I checked them out, and I think they are—they really have potential. So I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's do this. Let's go nuts. And I recorded the solo for them, and the album was released on March 9th. And now they want to do a video shoot and invited me to Bulgaria, and I love the city of Sofia. I haven't been there since quite some years, and I can't wait to go back there. And it's going to be some crazy shit video. I, I, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> You've probably, I mean, through music, you've probably really got to experience some beautiful parts of the world, right? I mean, th- maybe some things that you would have never seen had it not been for music. I think the most outstanding and most beautiful place I've ever witnessed was uh, Sydney Opera House. Because with Evanescence and our latest album, Synthesis, we toured literally the world. And we played two shows at the Sydney Opera House in Sydney, in Australia. And dude, man, I tell you, you sit in that Sydney Opera House and you go like, oh my God, I would be lucky just to be in the audience, you know, like, like watch a show in that Sydney Opera House. But now you're on stage. Like, what the fuck? It's been really, it's been really so intimidating, but great at the same time. I think that is like one of the most outstanding places that music took me, except from Tokyo and Brazil and Argentina and all the other crazy places and also Windsor in Canada. <laughs> we played there. Why haven't you been to our show, by the way? You know, Windsor is 45 minutes from me. When did you play there? Last year, wasn't it? <laughs> Evanescence was there last year? 
Last year, somewhere last year, yeah. That would be at the casino at the. Um, yes. At the, oh my God. Caesar God. Caesar's Place Palace something something. Yeah, yeah. 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 You should have come. I know, I know. Well, I didn't know yeah. much about you back then. I mean, I mean, I knew of you as a guitar player, but I didn't. I wasn't following the tour dates, and I'm kicking myself in the butt majorly. But um, shame on you. And you know what? I do remember <laughs> seeing the billboards now too. I'm uh, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm flabbergasted that I missed that. But you know what? I tell you, if you ever come that close again, I won't miss it. Uh, that, that would have been a great thing. But let's go back to Sydney for a quick second. You know, you know, there's a lot of places in the world that I've never seen, a million places, and I'll never get to experience them like you do. I mean, Japan is a place I'd like to visit someday. It's just on my bucket list of things I want to do. But Australia has always been there for me. And when you talk about the Sydney, um, you know, the Opera House, what, what was it like? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I, I know what it's like to, to be there from what you're saying, but what was the acoustics like? Was it one of those things where it was just a beautiful sound to be in that environment or...? Well, you know, with Evanescence, we work with in-ears, so I've got my in-ears right now here. Mm -hmm. Um, So you don't really get to experience the real acoustic happening when you're on stage. So we've got our in-ear monitor mix and shit. Um, But from what I can tell, the Sydney Opera House from the inside was pretty old. (laughs) I was like expecting something outstanding, like outrageous. And then it just looked like a normal concert hall like an old like maybe 70s 80s concert hall but it was cool don't get me wrong i mean it felt really great to to just be there and play a show and perform but altogether it's not that big i i don't remember how many people were attending the concert it was great but it's 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 different than from what i imagined it to be sure do you remember what it's like back in the day when you were playing small clubs? Like, do you do you kind of miss, oh, yeah. do you, do you miss the small clubs? Of course so, I do. What, what course, was it like compared to now when you see a stage and you're playing stages around the world where you're like you may not even see the same person's eyes twice and you look but back mm. in the club days you know you see that same guy or girl that comes to every single show. Do you kind of miss those days? You no, know, nah, I don't miss them because I still do them. Um, there is this certain kind of char- charm that you have about the stadium shows and there's a certain kind of charm you have when you play little tiny club shows. For example, um, I don't know, with Synthesis, each show we did on the last tour were like 20 up to 25,000 people. And if I play, for example, a solo show in Germany with my solo band, um, we have like, what, 100 people maybe in the club. So I like each one of them because Playing in front of a great audience, in front of a big audience, gives you that certain kind of, it's it's like a wave of, of emotions coming at you. But playing in a tiny little venue or a little rock pub where you literally can see yeah. each one of the audience, it's um, it's got its charm too. And I like both, to be honest. So I still do those little club gigs and I, I love them. I love to carry my amps and my shit and put on the cables and everything. <laughs> and I, li- I like to do that because it keeps me grounded. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to turn into one of these, Oh, I'm a big rock star, you know, Hey, carry my shit. I don't know how to, I don't remember how to tune my guitar. I don't like that. Yes. I, I want to stay 
human grounded i always say yeah i always like to say like cement shoes where like you're you're kind of stuck on the ground and once you start yeah. elevating yourself you have to kind of recheck yourself a little bit i'll bet you yeah. i'll bet you a million a million dollars that when you're doing these uh, i actually don't have a million dollars to give you so i'm not going to bet you uh, <laughs> but when you're doing these smaller clubs as well too i bet you, you get a lot of these guys and girls that are the techies that want to talk guitar and how do you do this and i know you're very techie as well too you like to talk shop and talk guitar do you get those people after the show? Tell me how you're running your gear and what are you doing here? Blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. that. Yeah, sure. And I like to talk about it. I mean, why, why not? Yeah. I mean, for example, um, when, when it became public that I use the Helix, Line 6 Helix mm -hmm. pedal board, everybody kept sending me messages like, oh my God, really, Jen? I thought you would play angle amps. And I'm like, guys, are you stupid or what so <laughs> i ended up putting out a video this is how i connect my helix to my angle amps because i use the four cable method yep which means i literally use the helix as an effect board um and use the power of my angle amp which i'm really super happy with which is why i also got the hx effect recently and it's so cool it works perfect i i put it in my suitcase it's light to travel and i played the uh the the not the copenhagen which show did I play? Ah, I went to the NAMM show with it and played for Fishman Music. And it was really cool because I, I didn't try it out at home. I programmed everything, but I didn't know if it really works. So I flew to the NAMM show and I was kind of like nervous testing it out. Sure. But it worked really great, which gives me a very, very calm and secure feeling about the fact that Line 6 products are very reliable, you know, like, Agreed. They're easy to understand and they're very reliable, which gives me a good feeling. I agreed for sure. And actually, I was just kind of briefed on that this afternoon or this morning, actually. Um, I was talking with my good friend Frank at uh, at Line 6, and he'd mentioned the fact that um, I think Matt had told him that you're using HX effects now as well, too. And, and yeah. just the other night on the EVH and Gear TV show, I had guitarist Oz Noy on the show, and he's one of those purists that just absolutely loves real amp tone and real pedals. And uh, he's using HX effects now too, so that's a good testament on on the quality of that product. Um, mm -hmm. We just had a uh, ten dollars super chat from Chad Boston. I'm going to see what he says here. I'm going to go to the chat, and say hi to a bunch of people really quickly here, and see if hello. I, see if I can. Uh, he <laughs> says, "Let's start the super chat uh, super chat support train going." That's fantastic. And I'm going to jump back to the chat, and say hi to a whole bunch of people really fast. And when we come back. Um, I want to talk to you about the, the passion that you have for guitar, the way like you just, you're so happy when you play guitar. We're going to come back to that and touch base on that. <laughs> so over, oh, we have another $10 super chat as well too. That is from, let me see here from Jason Wade. I'm down with the sickness. Let's do this. <laughs> That's good. There we go. All right. We just opened up a, a can of worms in a good way. Riley Io Acura is here. Bam Ozzy is here. Ronnie Henschel music channel is here. Jen is the greatest. I'm going to try, I'm going to go through this really fast. Nocturnal Butterfly is my beautiful better half here. She runs the chat with her team of um, moderators. Uh, fantastic. We have another super chat. I'll get to that in just a, a brief moment. Thank you so very, very much. Um, Carl Santon, one of my other moderators. Ladybug is here, my moderator. We have a great moderator team here. Uh, let me see here. Kai Down is here. Uh, Eva, G, uh, e F Eva G Evanescence. Uh, yes, I'm here for this. Uh, whoop, whoop. Can't wait. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Uh, it's my significant sound. Whoop, whoop. I love that. <laughs> I'm probably not doing it justice. Bam, Ozzy is here. Riley, our actor, I mentioned him. Uh, Terry's GG and G, another moderator, which is great. We have like a, a full force of military moderators in our chat today. Ronnie Henschel, music, I mentioned that. Um, and I'm going to miss some people. Ronnie, like, hi. 
My goodness. Okay, I'm, this is going to be a super chat day. I'm, I'm sure it is. Um, a lady two sixty eight is here. Cyber evil area. <laughs> Ingrid, hi. <laughs> you got some great fans. Yep. I know all of those guys. It's so that's, funny. That's great. These are all the admins of my of my fan club. So <laughs> it's fun. We're blessed to have your your uh, your fans coming over here today. You have a great support system for sure. Luna fanatic Chris uh, Kirsten Salamont. I'm sorry. <laughs> my lady two sixty eight. Shekius. Frank Rashad, I love him to death from Line Six. He's here. Uh, I told you off the air too um, that how much he he enjoys you. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Matthias Ka from oh, from One Tape. Uh, Kai Down. Oh man, <laughs> this is gonna be crazy. You hear that? Every time that little ding goes off. Okay, Brian Cote is here. A great friend of mine from Canada. Matthias uh, has mentioned Matthias. Rita Ann, we've got links for you all day long as well. We just put your YouTube out here as well too. And actually, that's our video as well. Um, it, m- let me see. I can make sure I don't miss any. Will Varela is here. Um, you have some serious, serious fans. We had not, not that there's any doubt. JJ's House of Jams, another <laughs> I've got some serious, serious fans. You do yeah. crazy. And you fans. know what? You mentioned you mentioned Mattis. He, he's the singer of the band One Tape, and all of those guys are students from my music school because I own a music school, and I love the guys from from the bottom of my heart. Um, the guitar player has been my student for many years and now studies music. I'm very proud of him. And they just um, won to be in a national competition for newcomer bands. And they are going to put out a show this Friday. um, And I'm really keeping my fingers crossed for you guys. I love you and I I, I support you. (laughs) Fantastic. Great, 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 great. Uh, Brian Cote, uh, $6.99, $7 super chat. Uh, Jason Sadite, super chat. Connor Hadouven, uh, super chat. Kai Down, uh, thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm trying to keep up with everybody here. So let's let's talk about something. And I, this is going to be, you know, I'm the huh. worst person when it comes to chat. So I'm almost going to. Um, every time we hear that, I, I can't keep up with it. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like you're at a variety store and you hear that, you know, like the door opening. Um, it's, thank you so very much. I just saw. Okay, this is this is kind of. We, we have to take a moment here and say something here as well too. Joe Bentavania, the new president of Yamaha Guitar Group, is joining the chat. A wonderful company. Oh wow. Joe, thank Hi, you. Hi Joe. Lovely. Thank you for being here. You know, I watched Joe's post on social media. The guy is like Superman. He's chiseled like Clark Kent, <laughs> Superman. Everything he does, he he's a cook. He's a gardener. He's and he runs a, one of the world's greatest companies in the world. What can you say about this fellow? Superman. Yeah, right? There you go, Superman. Um, and uh, guys and girls, I'm sorry. I'm going to do my very very best with the chat. It's actually actually crashing my Macintosh. <laughs> let's come back to you now and let's talk about the passion you have for guitar. Like. As an as an outsider looking in, I watch you play, and like you just smile with passion. You're having so much fun, and like I had a guest on the EVH show some time ago. I had Paul Gilbert on the show, and oh, you know, oh my God. he just makes you just love guitar, even if you've never played guitar. And right. I want to ask you, what is it about guitar that just makes you like so damn happy? You know, <laughs> what makes you so damn happy? Um, I recently had the ultimate experience again and it happens to me all over again and again so i uh, sat down to learn this steve vike track because i wanted to do a cover of it which i posted this morning so i sat down and i started to figure shit out how to play it and everything and i remember it was like i don't know noon ish and when i finished practicing i was like Ooh, now this is the time where my fingertips kind of hurt. It's like, ow. Then I looked out of my window and it was night. <laughs> and I was like, what? 
where did my get, where did my day go? I mean, it was sunshine, and why is it night already? So what I love about playing guitar, and I speak specifically for me, is that I I can lose track. I can totally fly away to another dimension. I'm just like into that moment of playing guitar, creating, learning, discovering, you know, all those good things. Um, and when I wake up to be back to reality, I'm like, where did where did the time go? So I literally sat there and practiced for six hours and forgot time. <laughs> and this is the most valuable thing when it comes to playing the guitar for me. It's like I can let myself fall into music, which really is either a great opportunity to feel creative or just like escape reality for a little bit. Or when it comes to the shows with, with Evanescence, it's like you you give yourself into the music, you play your instrument, you forget about the rest of the world and you can just enjoy the energy exchange with fans. And I really love that. That's what I love about playing the guitar. Well, it's, it's nice because your, your passion will kind of influence people as well too. And it's very contagious. And what I've tried to say on, on some of my different shows before too, whether you have like uh you know, you got to pay bills or you're, you're happy or you're sad or you're depressed or someone you've lost a family member, whatever. And all these emotions we go through on a daily basis, your guitar or your instrument, in this case, we're talking about guitar is always going to be there for you. The guitar yes. doesn't care if you're paying the rent. The guitar doesn't care if, you know, something traumatic has happened to you, if you've lost your job. But when you, yep. when you need it, it's there. And the only thing I think that changes, you'll probably, I would assume you'll agree with this, is the only thing that changes from day to day when you approach the guitar is your attitude. The guitar is ready to be played and ready to serve right. you, but it's your attitude each day that will change. So if you have a bad day, it's not the guitar's fault. It's just you. Come back of and course, tomorrow. Exactly. If you have a bad day, you just feel the, the input and the output is different. It's not, it's not bad, but it's different. And uh, I always try to, whatever I do, I try to vent it into positive output, you know, because I think we live in a very fast and very social media and very internet orientated world. So I always try to focus on, on the good. I have this kind of sayings like support the good, do a good thing every day. And I really stick to that because, you know, when I feel emotions, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. If I feel sad, I can translate it into a beautiful melancholy song or whatever. If I feel happy, I can also translate it into like a funny post or a, a happy music or whatever. But I think it's it's beautiful that we musicians have the opportunity to turn imaginations, emotions, pictures into music for others to hear and maybe feel the same or their own emotions and see their own pictures, you know, like music is such a great language and I'm really, really glad that I can communicate with it. That's, that's exactly the communication with people across the world. I mean, you know, I have a limited vocabulary when it comes to English. I know a little bit of French because my mother was French. Oh, tu parles français? A little bit, just a tiny bit. Oh. And a little, I mean, when French can translate to Spanish, when I went to, uh, you know, to the Dominican one time, I could actually interpret Spanish a little bit with a bit of a native French language. But take mm -hmm. away any vocabulary, whether it be German, uh, Russian, English, uh, you know, uh, Japanese, whatever, guitar music itself will translate across the globe and it yes. kind of 
it, it takes away those barriers, right? Yes. Yeah, and I love that because music is the ultimate language which everybody can relate to, which everybody understands, which everybody can talk with. Agreed. True. And before I forget this question, uh, I want to mention from Bam Mozzie says, can you add, and I had a, a note to talk to you today about your Ibanez guitar. So obviously that's very, very cool. And uh, I, the question I was going to ask you was, you know, it was like, yeah, there you go. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> you know, joining the Ibanez team. And we'll, we'll maybe bounce back to that. But he is asking, can you ask Jen if she's working on her own signature Ibanez? Anita has hers. <laughs> is there some talk about that? Okay, I know that Nita has as the first female artist. And Nita and me, we're friends. Yep. Um, I recently had, a, a, just a couple of hours ago, I had a beautiful talk with um, Nilly Brosh, who's also an Ibanez artist and who's such a great, talented guitar player. And uh, we talked about the fact that us female guitar players, we really support each other and we really push each other's names. And it's each time so funny when I when I look at the, the Sausage Party guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, community, mm-hmm. <laughs> they they keep fighting, you know, like I'm faster than you, I'm better than you. And us girls, no matter if it's Nita Strauss, Nilly Brosh, Courtney Cox, Gretchen Mann, we all are aware of each other and we support each other and push each, each other's names, which is a beautiful thing. Anyway, um, blabbering. So Nita has her own signature, the Jiva. It's a great guitar. I checked it out, one of her prototypes, and I played it and I love it. She really did a great job with Ibanez together. So we are now talking about mm, uh, an LA custom shop guitar, which is not a signature model, but which is literally my perfect idea of uh, a guitar for me. And then we'll go from there and see what's coming up. <laughs> well, there you go. And I, I can't make any promises. <laughs> I watched a video of you. Of you. It's funny that you mentioned Nita. She's been on the show as well before, too. And uh, I saw a video of you guys doing the Trooper together. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that was the first time when we met. Was it? Because she played a clinic in uh, in Berlin. And it was literally before I... I think it was before I played my first Evanescent show. And um, she was like, Hey, Jen, there are two fans for you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I just got into the band. How can there be fans? And uh, so Luna uh, um, and Laura showed up and it was really, really nice because they wore Evanescence t-shirts and they showed up to the clinic because they heard that I'm going to perform with Nita and it was really nice. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> well, this is funny. This is something I did not have on an itinerary to ask you today, but you and I talked about this off the air. And I, and because I run another show, the Eddie Van Halen, you know, EVH and Gear TV. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind I, of, here it comes. Yeah, here it comes. So I did see this, and I didn't put two and two together, and I never really thought about, okay, what was the experience like for you in this case? But I saw Amy, you know, uh, on social media saying, you know, it was great seeing Eddie and, and his wife Janie come backstage at an Evanescence, Evanescence concert. And so, you know, she was thrilled getting to meet, you know, the king of guitar, you know, uh, Mr. Eddie Van Halen. You got to meet him as well, too. Can you can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So it's been a rumor. Apparently, the tour manager of, Evan, uh, of uh, Evanescence, the tour manager of Van Halen called us and he was like hey listen edward would really like to see the show i know it's very complicated with the la guest list so we could buy tickets as well but is it possible and troy our guitar player who is like the biggest eddie van halen and he was like done even if i buy the tickets for my own show eddie van halen is coming to our show so it's kind of exciting so the whole day it's been like this it's been like this weird fog you know like nobody knows this mysterious spot is he coming or not 
And then Troy and me, we were outside backstage and there was this uh, black car coming in, parking, and there was a driver with a, you know, like really chic driver with a yeah. suit and hat and sunglasses getting out of the car. And Troy and me were like, oh my God, anybody heard is here. And then I had to go inside because for the last tour, I joined the opening act, Cello Graham, which is Dave Egger, cellist, and uh, Chuck Palmer, percussionist and programmer. And I joined them. We played Cashmere together. So I went stage left to my guitar tech, got my in-ear, my pack, my guitar and everything. And then I had to walk straight uh, right. And I passed Amy's dressing room. And I was like, wait a minute, that was even hailed in there. So I went back and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, what am I going to do? I've got 30 seconds left to go on stage. Oh, Shit. No. So I, I went into that room, interrupted them because they were talking. I'm like, can you sign my guitar, please, right here? Oh, my guitar head, please, can you sign it? And he looked at me as if I was a crazy person. <laughs> he signed it. And I'm like, thank you. Lovely to meet you. Bye. And you had to go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Because I had to go on stage and, and play cashmere with the guys. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, it, it was a really fun show because the boys and me, we just finished synthesis tour with um, orchestra, which means Troy, our other guitar player, and Tim, our bass player, who also played guitar on this tour, and me, we were sitting on stools. So we had a lot of time to observe the audience mm -hmm. and I tell you, we've been sitting there scouting the audience for an evening. <laughs> it's, it's just been like this. Where, where is he? Where is he? <laughs> He's got to be here. <laughs> it was so funny. But apparently he watched the show, but he left before the encore. So I didn't I didn't meet him again. But, I mean, I have him sign my guitar. And this guitar is signed by somebody else, too. So this, my favorite gem, is signed by Richie Kotzen. Beautiful. He's... One of my favorite guitar players and favorite people on the planet. I, I love him to yes. death as well, too. And he's one of only three I haven't had from the Winery Dogs on, on the show. I've had I've had Billy and I've had Mike Portnoy. Really? Yeah. But wow. so we're working I'm going on to him. have coffee with Billy uh, next month when we're um, rehearsing for the upcoming May tour in, in the States. I, I tell him he shall tell Rich or I can just... Give him a call and I appreciate that. And actually, show. yeah, Billy's Billy's actually uh, actually texted um, uh, Richie as well too to tell him about the show. So I appreciate that. Any word you can can spread yes. that that'd be fantastic. Oh, you, you got my back. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Let's talk about actually since we're on the Evanescence kind of topic just for a second, and we're going to kind of go in and out of order a little bit. But I mean, another another incredible incredible guitar player who just happens to be a very good friend of yours with Alex. Alex kind of, oh, kind of yeah. dropped your name to to Amy and said, "Hey, you know, I got this. You know, I know you're looking for a guitar player. There's no need to audition anybody. I've got a friend here. Tell us a little bit about that story. How that came about, and all of a sudden, boom, you're in the band." <laughs> okay, so I I was back in the days playing with another band, and we played two festivals: one in south of Germany and one in the Czech Republic. And on the same day I played with that other band, it happened to be Testament on the billing. Mm -hmm. So I've always been a great admirer of Alex because I consider his playing to be one of the really rare ones um, that is accepted as well in the jazz world as well as in the metal world. You know, usually when you're a metal guitar player, the jazz world goes like, oh, you're a dull metal player. And the other way around. So you're... A serious I don't know metal player and then the jazz world goes like Ooh. and so I think Alex is one of the guys who is really respected on each side 
which I think is beautiful because I'm all about being open and being open-minded for styles and, 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 you know, inventing new styles and stuff. So I loved his playing and we ended up talking on those two festivals and that was literally all. <laughs> we just talked and a couple of days later he received the request for a female guitar player for Evanescence and he dropped my name. So, and then he sent me this funny email. <laughs> he was like, listen, Jen, friends of mine are going to contact you. I can't reveal anything, but it's something you should say yes to. It was very mysterious and I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> I was like, yeah, whatever, Alex. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Right. Pulling your leg. And then I, I got that email from the Evanescence management and it says, Hey Jen, I'm the manager of Evanescence. We would kindly like to ask you if you're interested. Enter yes sent. I didn't even read the whole email. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what and a the wonderful. Rest is history. That is absolutely incredible. Well, you know, I, I, I definitely don't want to spend the whole show today talking about Evanescence, Evanescence but I want to ask you because the, the whole goal of having you today here is to talk about you as an individual artist. But I want to ask you, what did that do? I mean, I, people can figure this out, but what did it do for the exposure for you as a, as a solo artist joining Evanescence? How did it kind of bring you to some new fans that maybe would, wouldn't have discovered you? Well, my... If I'm really honest, my life exploded in August 2015 when I joined Evanescence. It was, and it still is, insanity. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't understand how, for example, when I did my latest solo album, Insanity, I decided to put a crowdfunder out there okay. to finance the, the, the whole album production. And you have to name like a certain kind of goal you want to reach with your crowdfunder. So I thought like maybe 3000 bucks, mm -hmm. is that too much? So the guy I was doing it with, he was helping me. Um, he's a good friend of mine. And he was like, no, Jen, you got to go 6,000 bucks. And then I was like, ah, this is too much. I don't want to, people are going to go like, Hey, no, she's an Evanescent. She's got money. Why the hell does she ask us for our money? And I didn't feel quite comfortable with the goal of 6,000 euros, mm -hmm. but I was like, okay, whatever, yes. So the end result for my crowdfunder for my latest album, Insanity, was 15,000 bucks. Wow. Yeah, and you can, I was, I'm still so speechless when I think about it, and you can see where people ordered your album and all the perks and stuff, and it's literally, it's all over the world. You know, it's yeah. I'm I live here in Germany in that little village and out of a sudden there are people from from Australia, Japan, Brazil, Peru, Ecuador, uh, America, all over America, Canada, England, Spain, Sweden, everybody's ordering and I'm like how did this happen? It's it's crazy. It's it's really it's been a riot. <laughs> There probably wasn't a continent, a country, a city, you know, a town that really didn't participate. More than likely, I'm sure if you broke it down, it'd probably be easier just to say, okay, well, this place didn't contribute, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's pretty it's, amazing. It's, it, it was super crazy. And I'm thinking about putting another crowdfunder out for my guitar project, Something on 11. We've recorded eight songs and I want to release them, which is really funny. It's, 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 a, it's a very 
arty, hard rock driven guitar album. Okay. And uh, the plan was to go on tour with something on 11 in Europe a little bit, but the thing is, I have this other band called Evanescence, and yeah. we'll, we'll be, yeah, you know, and they kind of requested my appearance. So. <laughs> a little hard to say no to that, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Amazing. Well, the, the, the coolest thing here in the, the bottom line of all of this is that you're so passionate about what you do. You find ways to balance, which is tough, balance, a, uh, you know, a solo career, balance a professional touring career on both sides of the fence. Uh, video shoots and demos from manufacturers. I mean, I mean, honestly, how do you find a time? Do you do you have personal managers that kind of help you a little <laughs> bit with that kind of thing, or what? I, I tell you honestly, this is this has become the one question in every interview. How, Jen? Yeah. How do you do that? Um, I do not work with any management. I do not work with any personal assistants or anything. Um, I just don't like to. I don't like stagnation, you know, like I don't, I don't like to be stable at one place and, and not be moving forward, not be being innovative or I, I just don't like it because life is short mm-hmm. and I want to make the most of it every single day of my life. So I keep pushing and I keep being innovative. I try to come up with new ideas and I try to keep my, all my all my antennas out there, and I just like working. My friends always call me "you're a crazy workaholic," but it, yeah, I am. But that is what literally gives me joy. You know, it's like I'm happy when I'm productive, when I'm being, you know, when I when I do things that will bring me forward. So it's just I'm a workaholic. That's how I find my time. <laughs> There's always going to be a time to you know kick back on the couch when you're older and just relax and watch some television or, or whatever it may be. <laughs> like Bon Jovi once said, "I'll sleep when I'm dead." Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> That's right. And you know sometimes too, people have personal managers and and assistants that do all these kind of things. But I can imagine for some people. Like, you know, it's like sometimes if someone asks you to to train them on something and then and, and you, it's going to take you so long to train them. So you're just like, okay, I'll just do it myself. And you're not I'll tell you, be- honestly, I am a horrible control freak. Yeah, yeah. I am. I really am. And I know that about myself. I'm a bad, bad, bad control freak. And before I trust anybody with, can you do me a favor and edit that video or whatever? Yeah. I'll just do it by myself. Yeah. Because then I don't have to you know, like control it. And, and in the end, it's not how I wanted it to be. And then I still end up being like the editor of the video. So I just learned it the hard way. Do it yourself, then you know it's right. I, I get that 100%, especially like when you're talking about video editing. You know, so like you, maybe you'd prefer them to show this tip, t- type of an angle. They don't know your mindset. They don't know your style. They might be f- phenomenal in video editing, but they just don't know how you want to perce- uh, perceive it. So I, I can right. I can get that. And sometimes, you know, the creative people like us, we, we take more of a burden on ourselves to do these kind of things. But it's in the grand scheme of things, it's actually the blessing in disguise. Like you might be a little frustrated at the end of the <laughs> day, but you've got it done the way you wanted to do it. Yes, absolutely. Totally yeah. agree with you. Yeah. Thank you on that. Let's jump over <laughs> to, I want to find out, because, man, we're, we're cruising on time. I told you this, this 60 minutes is going to feel like 15. And oh, my I, God. We're just uh, 20 I, minutes left. I know. <gasps> I know. So let's talk about this incredible, incredible product, uh, Helix. Okay, now Helix. Yes, sir. Um, and actually, this is a, this is a funny story too. This is, goes back to your uh, your Alex friend as well too, Alex <laughs> Alex Goldneck. And I say your Alex friend as a, as if it's just a, it's a regular dude named Alex. Just happens to be an incredible <laughs> guitar shredder. 
So uh, one of my friends, uh, Jeff Waters from the Canadian uh, Metal Band. Oh, God. Jeff you know, is a good friend of mine, too. Great. I love Jeff. Jeff, if you see this, I love you. Mwah. And he's over in UK now. He moved over there. I love him to death. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah of course you know. You talk to him more than I do. But he turned me on to Helix. He came on the EVH show, told me all about Helix, and I didn't know what Helix from the Canadian band Helix or Helix from Felix. I didn't know what it was. He told me about this product, and I'm, I just fell in love with it. And he was saying he was on a tour one time, and, and uh, Testament was there as well, too. And so so the Testament's looking at an Annihilator <coughs> rig, and they're like, what the heck, you guys? You sound so great. What are you using? And I know. I know the story. I know. So, so right. good. Let me tell you about that tour. Sure, please. So Evanescence have been touring the U.S., and I always, when I tour the U.S., Canada, I always want to invite my friends. So I send a message to Alex, and I send a message to Jeff, and they were both like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm touring Europe. So each time I am in the U.S., touring Canada and the U.S., apparently Testament and Annihilator are touring Europe, and this time they tour together. So it was, like, super funny because I sent that text message. I was like, hey, Jeff, do you want to come out and see a show? We're playing your town. And the same time I sent the message to Alex, and both were sitting next to each other somewhere in Europe being on tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yes, I know. Uh, Jeff uses the Helix as well. And um, he's he's doing a great job because apparently, the like you like you said, the, the Testament guys were like, wow, this sound is really mighty and big. And they had no caps, no amps, no nothing. They just had the Helix. And I think that's that's quite hilarious. I don't want to name any other modeling brands yep. because I don't like them. Right. But I think from what I've compared, the Helix has the very best amp simulation sounds. When I use, for example, when I'm at home and I'm practicing, I use the Helix as an interface mm -hmm. and I connect it to, to my computer. And of course, when I play live, I connect it with the amp. So I would not have any amp presets or anything. But for at home, for practicing, I love the Cali sound, like like the Cali rectifier sounds. Sure. They're so cool. I also like the the German, how is it called? Uber Sonic. What is it called? I, I, I forget. I forget the name because I'm, I'm stuck on a couple different amps, but I, I forget the actual one. I think the Uber Sonic, it, it sounds so mighty. It sounds like German Rammstein. <laughs> it's so, it's like, whoa. Yeah. And I love it, but... When you when you talk about guitar tone, I think that is what Mesa Boogie and Angle and also Lainey did very, very good is that you have to focus on the mid and not too much on the depth and the and the high gain. Because mm -hmm. if you blend in with the band as a guitar player, your frequencies are the mid frequencies. Yes. The the low end is the bass kick drum, you know, like in bass and the high end, the, 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 the treble noises, I, let's call it noises is, you know, crash cymbals and everything. So your position as a guitar player is putting the mids in between those two frequencies and the, the Kelly rectifier sound on the Helix is just perfect for that because it's, it's got it. I like that bite of, of the sound. I really like it. I'm really glad the way you talked about the mids because that's something that I, it's really funny. I've had people do videos about me when I was running strictly amplifiers before, long before Helix. I would take my mids and turn them to 10 and I would pretty, right. I would take the knob off the mid so no one could ever touch it again. It was a full on <laughs> 10. 
and it really, really cut through. And people were making jokes about it, but then they tried yeah. the method and they liked it. Same thing in Helix. When I apply it to Helix, I go into whatever amp I'm using. I bring the, the uh, on Helix a little different, maybe about eight to maybe you know about eight out of ten on on the mids, and it sounds beautiful. Mm -hmm. But a couple of uh, comments here in the chat too. Carlos Santon says um, the Angle Meteor, aka the Angle Powerball, is an amazing app model. It's his main app. And uh, Johnny Lee is a really well-respected guy here in the Line 6 community. He's over in the UK. He says he forgot to say he met uh, Jen at the Ibanez booth at NAMM. And he said, hi, Jen. And she said, nice to meet you. The end. So he was thrilled to meet you as well. <laughs> hi. <laughs> He's he's great. You should see what he's doing right now with uh, with uh, HX Stomp and of course Helix in the uh, in the communities. A great contributor as well too. Let's um let's talk about uh, Helix. So we're talking about Helix obviously, but I want to find out where did this kind of fall into your lap? Like a, a how did Helix get on your radar? Was okay. it Alex or who who told so, you about it? No 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 no. The thing is, I joined Evanescence in summer 2015. We had the first shows in November, and it was three shows in the U.S. and then playing Ozfest in Tokyo, and. I remember that tour was so tough for me because Evanescence come with a lot of different guitar tunings. So you would have drop D, drop E flat, drop whatever, drop C, drop B, then you have the baritones, then you have the baritone standard tuning, then you have the baritones in drop mm -hmm. and half step down drop. So literally my first tour was with 11 guitars and I just hated it. I I don't want to be that guitar player on stage that changes guitars after every song mm -hmm. because people will think like, I'm a, hey, I'm a show off. Look at me. Look at me. I have so many guitars. That's right. And it's just because of the many tunings. So um, I was using the Relay uh, wireless system already before that. And I talked to the Line 6 guys. I was like, guys, do you have anything that can solve this problem? So I now, thanks to the Helix, limited my amount of guitars from 11 guitars down to three guitars. Wow. 11 and I'm so happy with it because I, I tried several pedals that would um, lower your guitar tone, like a half step lower, one step lower. And I'm, I'm sorry to say they all sound like shit. They, they yeah. sound like shit. And even other amps, modeling amps, companies, they sound like shit too. But the Helix is actually pretty good and you can tune your guitar, the whole sound down for like one and a half, even down to two whole steps. And it's not that, you know, like that wobbly digital yeah. weird sound. It sounds good. And I'm so happy with that because that really took away a couple of my guitars. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad with just playing three guitars. So the purple piano, the simple pitch of Helix is like my favorite, my favorite little spot on the nice. Helix. And you've got it. Well, that's the thing, too. I've talked about this with a lot of artists on the show, on different shows here that I run. You know, the fact that, you know, you play a guitar. And I mean, it's nice to have the vanity of having all these different guitars. Look at this one. Look at the green one. Look at the blue one. Look at the purple one. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, you know, if you have a good guitar that you really, really love, like the one you're holding right now, and it feels good in your hands, yes. it's kind of a shame to actually let go of it. So if you yes. can hang on to that guitar as long as you can during that set... You know, because now you pick up the next guitar, it may play a little differently. You've got to now change your mindset, change your playing. Of course, yes. Yeah. Of course. And I'm really looking forward to the to the upcoming May tour. We're playing, like, mostly East Coast shows in the States. Um, and I'm going to play the new action label from Ibanez as a six-string version and a seven-string version. And nice. I'm super excited about it. Um, yeah, and, you know, I, I already now know that I, I don't want to let go of that guitar, you know. You, you finish a song and you want to continue on that guitar. 
So I'm really happy that I can do that thanks to the purple piano. Well, there you go. <laughs> and uh, one of your fans, I forget who said it, but they were saying they were looking forward to, oh, actually, Rita N says Evanescence need to do a Canadian tour. Now, you are doing one date so far in Canada up in Quebec, right? Are we? Yes, you are. I'm going to tell you you are. Okay, and cool. that's okay. That, it's okay that you don't know that because I don't blame you for not knowing that. I, I checked the tour. Rita, Rita, Rita is the admin of my uh, Canada fan club. Oh, I think all my admins are right now on this chat. So that's, yeah, I bet you they if are. If you say so, we play Canada once yes. and then we leave probably again. You are, you are for sure. And that, I don't blame you one bit for not knowing. And actually, a lot of people talking about uh, Variax. I mean, a lot of people. And I have a couple of Variaxes here. We have three of them in the house. We have the uh, Shurikens and we have a JTV89F. Yeah. Now, I know, and I mean, this is not to take away anything from Ibanez, because I've loved Ibanez guitars for many years, and you're an, you're an Ibanez-endorsed artist. Have you approached right. a Variax to see what it can do for you? Have you tried that yet? I've seen a lot of presentations and uh, demos by Stebic. The, mm-hmm. the oh, guy from, what course. is this band called? Nine, foot, Ninja, foot, Ninja, Ninja. Foot. I love him. He's such a great guy and yes. such a great player. And I really think that this Shuriken guitar that he designed with Lion Sticks, is, it's, it's breathtaking. But for me, as I'm very old school, and it is more like a, oh, there you go. You got one, right? Ah, shit. <laughs> um, to be honest, I got a little scared when he was presenting the different and various options of muting strings and tuning strings by digital programming and stuff. You know, I I want to... It's, it's tough to explain, but I'm old school. I want to play a six-string guitar or a seven-string guitar with real strings and... This Shuriken and also the Variax feels more like a computer to me. Okay, yep. So that is more like, okay, whatever you kids, go play with your digital device. Um, I, I stay with a guitar. It's it's not a guitar, it's a computer. Yeah. And yeah, I love the Line 6 Helix. I'm a little terrified of the Shuriken guitar because... As a guitar teacher, because I own a music school, mm-hmm. I feel I see myself in hell if this becomes reality. Yeah. How the hell are you going to listen to songs and figure out how to play shit if that is the real deal then? You know, so I'm like, nah. Yeah. Mm. You know, That's my opinion about it. You know where I came at it? I came at it from a different angle. Now, now the one thing that I do like about it is be able to do different tunings and stuff like that without having use, you know, physical pitch change. But um, right. when I got the shuriken here, actually, my son got one first. I got one after him. And what I like about it is everyone wants to do these demos on these guitars to show what they can do as the computer, as, you know, world instruments and banjos and acoustic guitars and things like that. Right. When I played this guitar with its one humbucker, which reminded me of like an Eddie Van Halen guitar, yeah. take away all the computer and a nice ebony fretboard, which I've never, I don't think I've only owned one guitar that had an ebony fretboard, the guitar... Mm-hmm pretend the computer's not even there is a shred demon and i like a floyd rose like you like a trem as well too i love a trem but i i played like a monster yeah. on this guitar. i know and i've i've reached a few times to the floyd that's not there the avert the invisible floyd rose <laughs> but as a guitar as a rock guitar it shreds it just happens to do these other things but you know what if it doesn't work for you and you've got these pitch changes that you like in helix and things like that that's fantastic that's all that matters but i want to talk about one thing back into helix for a second Maybe you can share some tips and don't feel like you're pressured on this as far as, you know, not having your guitar tech around with you, but you use, <laughs> because you endorse angle amplifiers as well too, and you're using Helix in a four cable method. 
Um, can you share some tips with our, our, you know, our viewers, our fans of the product, and be maybe users of the product, maybe to getting some of the best sounds out of using Helix with their favorite amplifier? I mean, if you use it with your amplifier or not, for example, with synthesis, we've been touring without the real amp deal. So we, I, I literally finished with Evanescence one and a half years of touring with just the Helix. And when I joined Chalogram for a cashmere, I had to figure out how to have like a distorted, cool, live guitar sound. And what I realized is that you have to think about editing the live distorted sound that you put out on the PA, like to your front of house guy, um, for every venue. It, it shall not be like you program something and it sounds great in your ears. And when you test it, it's like, oh, but, but you also should think about adjusting it for every venue because every venue and every PA sounds different. Sure. So um, we did that literally every day to, to get the perfect result, the perfect sound. Um, other than that, if you connect your Helix to the amp, my, my personally favorite part is that I can also switch channels with the Helix. I program it and it's just so easy because when I first started playing with Evanescence, they were, we had this song called The Change. So there's a lot of delays and a lot of chorus and reverb and tons of effects going on. And then you have like distorted power sound. And and I, re I remember that rehearsal and the guys were like, oh yes, Jen, you need a chorus. Oh yes, you need a delay. Oh, you need a phaser. Oh, you need this, you need that. And at the end of the day, I had like a battery of like, I don't know, 11 pedals in front of me. And I, like I said, I'm old school. I never used a lot of pedals. I'm not a big pedal fan. I think tone comes from your fingers and not from the very expensive pedal devices you buy and put in front of your feet. Um, and I, I just realized that this is impossible. It's not me. I don't want to do the pedal dance. It's like I even want to focus on my playing instead of, oh, now you have to hit those four pedals at once. Yes. And I was just very desperate. So I'm really, I, I like the idea of the Line 6 Helix pedal board. You can take your time, you know, like really sink your teeth into programming the presets and do that without a hustle and do that without jumping on three, four buttons at the same time. I know. Which is just perfect. That's right. And then I go, I go, I go to the rehearsals, and I can easily just transfer my presets that I have on my computer onto the pedal board that there is in the states, and it 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 just works. And I'm really also this last summer we toured when we toured with Lindsey Sterling, mm -hmm. we had super hot stages like we played Phoenix, Arizona, and. Some places, Houston, Texas, it was so, literally so hot. We had like 114 degrees on stage. Oh, man. It was hot. Yeah. One day, one day there, we played a show and even our FOH guy, he was like, okay, listen, the mixing console just gave up. It's too hot. Shut down and, from the heat. And yeah. And I was like, okay, I wonder how this Helix works. So if you touch it, you will burn your finger. But guess what? The device worked. Wow. That's like cool. I, I also played the theremin on this tour. The theremin died. Everything died because of heat, but the Helix really pushed through. And 
that is something that is really important for me as a touring musician that I can rely on on the on the gear that I use. You know, it's it's really gonna be functioning every day, and it does. So I'm really I'm really happy with with the Helix. Well, that's a huge testimony on the product for sure. I mean, I know they do some crazy crazy testing at Line Six. I mean, they'll throw stuff down the stairs, they'll drag it behind a car. It sounds like maybe they've thrown. I it know. In a, it sounds like maybe they've thrown it in a volcano. From what you you've just said, test it with molten magma, you know, and see what happens. But speaking <laughs> of presets, um, I, I, I actually one, I'm going to say one thing before we talk about presets. Are you plugged into an amplifier right now at the moment? No, I'm okay. not. I'm uh, sitting at my drummer's place. No problem. And I'm surrounded by drum stuff. No problem. The only reason why I asked that because a lot of people are asking if you if you know if you wanted to play, and I kind of mentioned in the chat as well too that even even if you were plugged into an amplifier, there you go. I can only play like this. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I mentioned anyways, it wouldn't do you justice anyways, because with, through Skype, unless you're going through an interface to me through the computer, it's probably not going to sound the best. And I would hate to have you, you know, give your best and then, you know, the internet kind of ruin it for you. So I kind of mentioned in the chat that, you know, Skype will kind of ruin it. So don't worry about that. But okay. you, you have a preset that you provided for us today and I got yeah, a chance. Two. Yeah. Two of them, two of them. You sent me a set list, which I exported, made into presets and put them back up. We're going to share mm -hmm. that link right now. And I'll just kind of mention in, uh, to my better half here, I'll say share that link. And uh, it's, something, it's something that um, we did by accident. Did you, did you, did you check it out? Oh, I, hell I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> and I actually, I said to what my- What do you think? I freaking love it. I, I need more <laughs> atmospheric stuff in my life. And I said to my son, um, Eric Jr., he's got a shuriken, I've got a shuriken. I said, I was playing through here and I'm like, dude, I said, Eric, I screamed. He's upstairs on his computer, to, you know, broadcasting on YouTube, playing some games. I'm like, get down here right now. He comes down. I said, you ready for this? I said, Jen sent the presets. You want to hear him? I just I just did like an E an E chord down to a D down to a C and let it sustain. Uh, it was on the the first one. There's Jemajura's uh, brain one and two, and I freaking yes. loved it. You know what I mean? I can just picture that uh, it's beautiful. So we did this by accident. We started getting mm -hmm. guests coming on the show saying, you know, would you provide a preset? And it, I I created a monster I wasn't prepared for. Because all these people now are like, I want so-and-so's rig. Can I have the rig? Well, I guess, yes, you can. So thank you for providing those. But tell us a little bit okay. about it. Um, so when you asked me if that would be a possibility, I was like, okay, I can't give you the Evanescence uh, presets. Because believe it or not, the only thing that I'm using for Evanescence is a little bit of chorus, a little bit of delay, sometimes a noise gate, and the purple piano. Like, all the Helix fans would be so disappointed if I just have those four things know, programmed. Right? So I was like, like I can't do that. Um, but then on the other hand, I remember that I programmed some really crazy sounds uh, when I prepared for recording Insanity, my solo album, because I feel like that device with all its opportunities, it's really inspiring you in your creative work as an artist. So... A lot of it happened by just accident, just by doing it and trying something out and like, ooh, this is awesome. Let's add something of this, you know, like being creative with a digital device. So I came up with those two sounds. They're very atmospheric, yes, very. That's the word. I, I don't know. I, I just love it. They they put you if you if you choose those presets and then you play one note and you close your eyes you're going to be somewhere else, yeah. right? You don't have to shred. It's just holding just holding some roots, yes. some root notes. Yes. That sounds beautiful. I'm, yes. not, I'm not sure if you're a fan. Uh, maybe you are. Do you know George Pahone Jr. from Black Eyed Peas? He also plays with Cairo Knife Fight. 
I know the band, but not really the okay. guy. Well, with through through, I mean, Black Eyed Peas is one thing; it's more pop. But through his other band, he plays with with Cairo Knife Fight. Uh, it's basically two guys, um, you know, a drummer right. and a guitar player. Now George is doing sampling stuff where he's running guitars, crazy, crazy low tunings, and then he's actually running another signal off to an Ampeg eight ten bass uh, bass cab, and he's all kinds of crazy stuff. But he's like that. You need to check him out, Cairo Knife Fight, and you'll wow. appreciate this because he's he's been on your show as well, right? Yes, I, he, I think yeah. I saw a link once. Yeah, a few times, a few times. Yeah, and cool. It's, it's really cool. And you to mention about these. These the atmospheric. That's why I described it today when I put it on Facebook. And thanks for adding me as a friend, by the way. I mentioned I, this is oh, totally, totally atmospheric. But George describes See? it as painting landscape. So you make this landscape. There you go. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> painting a landscape, and then you get to sprinkle this other stuff along the the landscape. So with your presets, exactly. Just a note here, a note here. Now I was just doing some some fifth chords, and it sounded beautiful. Yes. Really nice. Exactly. It's really inspiring because I like. I like, we have, we live in a world of a lot of digital possibilities. Mm-hmm. Why not embrace it and, and go play with it, you know? Like back in the days, what did they have? Like delay chorus, plainger, and that was it. I know, that's right. <laughs> and now we have so many possibilities. Why not just play with it and and try to create new things that inspire ourselves as, as crazy creative artists, you know? And I love that because it's very easy with the Helix you're at home and you can just come up with the craziest ideas and program it and try it out and change it and switch it and edit it. I just love to work with it because it's very easy to understand. Mm-hmm. For example, I've got a friend and I recently got him into the Helix as well. So he's got one now as well. And I had to explain it to him and I realized while I was explaining it, how easy it is to understand, you know, like it's not one of those computers where you sit in front and go like, what the fuck am I going to do now? I know. It's it, very intimidating, it's, but this isn't. Yeah, it's so easy to understand. It's so like, oh, yeah, sure. Then you go here and then you just push the button. And it's, it's really, even for, um, I, I don't want to call myself an idiot when it comes to digital mm-hmm. stuff. But <laughs> I'm like I said, I'm pretty old school. But even I can handle the Helix. Well. Listen, I'm the same way. Like, I work in technology for a living. That's what I do for a living. But some gear like that where I have to dive into parameters scared the living crap out of me. And I did not want to be right. one of those guys. I just want to turn a knob, like on a nice boss pedal or whatever. Turn a knob and I got what I've got. But with Helix, there's that home button. That I mean, if you're ever yeah. lost, click home. Take you back home, right? It's like flying a drone. I'm lost. <laughs> yes. I click back home. But that's the, home, a- the home button, I tell you, the home button is the... You'll be fine, Jen. Don't worry. Go Push back home. the home button. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's <laughs> whatever you just screwed up. You'll be fine. That's right. Well, that I gotta I gotta give props to Eric Klein and his team at, at uh, Line Six. I mean, there's so right. much. I don't I don't even know how much, but I can only fathom. I can only guess how much research went into the user experience because it is one of the most yeah. inviting user interfaces there is. But before we right. wrap up here in a moment. I want to ask you, just go back for a second to the wireless, because Frank was telling me that I think you're, you, you were using the G75 wireless. Now, I'm just using, I'm using yeah. one of your entry-level wirelesses, the, you know, the Relay G10, and I love it. I have one of those as well. Yeah. Well, what's, what's, what's your thoughts on the G75? Like, I mean, there's just these purists out there, like the Eric Johnsons uh, of the world, that I can tell the difference between a six-foot cable and a 12-foot cable and a wireless. What are your thoughts well, on it, the cable versus that? It makes it makes a difference. To be honest, I played a lot of shows with Claude's cables, because... Okay. Um, I feel safer. Okay. Whenever you are playing a show with a lot of wireless 
around you. For example, like a casino show, which like which is surrounded by a lot of hotels who all have wireless. It can really fuck up your signal. Yeah, that's the truth. It's and it doesn't matter what company provides the Wi-Fi. It's 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 just a fact. So the Line Six wireless always worked really really good and reliable until you hit the wrong venue. Yeah, so, it can happen. So um, I've always liked the old, uh, what is it? I have a very, very old, It's you hardly can, can see and read it anymore because I, I used it so many times in so many years. It's one of the old Relay G30. Okay. And I love that one. It's gorgeous. It's so good. The Relay G10, the small one, is cool for smaller shows. But let me be frankly honest to you, playing that one on stage with Evanescence in front of 5,000 people surrounded by wireless won't work. No, I agree with you, yeah. So yeah. I like to use it at home, though, yep. because I, you know, musicians always go like, oh, one day there's going to be a life without cables. Because you end up having bunches of cables everywhere. And don't get me wrong, they provide a very, very good sound. So I love my clouds cables. But sometimes it's easy if you can just like pick up the guitar and hey, no cable attached. It's just my wireless and it's so easy to play. Yeah. So I, I like the, the Relay G10 for at home. It's good. On tour, I use the bigger ones and sometimes cables as well well i'm glad that you mentioned clots as well too i don't know much about them other than the brand name and one of our regulars here and one of my friends and and uh you know a big contributor in the line six community is steve sterlachi he's uh clots cable i think he's a clots endorsed artist and uh he's recommended them very heavily as well too but i i do i do agree with you no matter what the brand is you know there can be some moments where you have problems i remember at nam this past january right. i was there and and i work closely with road for my microphones here and uh, right. they give me a really nice, um, you know, a wireless interface that you can plug into any any uh, XLR microphone. And uh -huh. I, had, I shot about eight videos. No problem. Our audio was good, 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 good. I went to Boss, and Boss had an isolation booth. Um, and, and I don't know how the signals got through these the isolation booths, but I lost uh -huh. com complete audio in the isolation booth because something was competing with my frequency. You know, I don't know what yeah. two point six yeah. gigahertz or whatever it is. I don't know what it is, um, but I lost my audio, and that can yeah. happen. It's just I'm, I'm sure nobody's. I remember uh, Thomas Nordeg was telling us a story yeah. at the uh, Generation X tour. He was saying that Zach Wilder's got like a ten thousand dollar wireless system. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> Sorry, you know, it's nuts. <laughs> okay. But but listen, forget about that. Uh, oh yeah, Joe Bentevenia, the, actually the president of uh, Yamaha Guitar Group, is giving you know a big big props to Eric Klein, obviously the team at Helix and uh, that user interface. I mean that is amazing. It it certainly is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Before we wrap up, um, and this has been one hell of a pleasure. And you know what? Because there's so many things we didn't get a chance to explore. I know you got a crazy tour this year. We're friends now on Facebook and things like that. Let's stay in touch. And I'm going to get you to come back on another time, and we're going to recap. Absolutely. But absolutely, I, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I was getting so excited, I just almost ripped out here. That's no problem. Absolutely, let's do it. Other other than at the Evanescence tour that's kicking off right now, the things that you're doing, what can you share with us that you've got going for the? Uh, I mean, we're coming into the spring, out of the spring. Um, yeah, so we'll be out on the road touring the East Coast with Evanescence um, pretty much through May. 
in June, I'm having a lot of guitar clinics. Um, I'm thinking about, or right now planning to do a guitar clinic in Italy, also doing some guitar clinics in Germany. Then July, we'll have some festival shows with Evanescence, so I'll be back in the States. And I'm really looking forward to that because we, we will be playing festivals with Korn and Five Finger Death Punch, and it's oh, this is going to be awesome. Um, and then September, August, whatever, uh, I'm planning to do a little guitar clinic tour with some friends, but we're just right now talking, so there's nothing definitely happening right now sure. so far. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And in fall, we'll see. Maybe there's another tour coming up, but not sure yet, so we'll see. But, but busy is good, isn't it? Busy is very good. That's right. You sit around idle sometimes. You get yourself into trouble. And, uh, you know, I, I'd rather be busy as well, too. I sometimes, you know, I, I sometimes look at these shows I'm doing and I'm doing four of them. I'm like, how am I, how, how, how the hell am I going to keep up with these? But then I'd rather be doing that than like, what am I going to do tomorrow? It, it's, it's fun. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm, like I said, I like to be productive. I like to create, whether if it's socks that I'm knitting or it's music that I'm writing or it's touring, you know, like, do something with your life and, 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 and use the time that you have to create and inspire and, and spend your life with positive vibes instead of sitting there and complaining, you know. Yes, very, very well said. That's probably one of the best takeaways from this whole show today, too, is just being positive. If you find somebody on the Internet that can play way better guitar than you, find what they're doing and be positive about it. <laughs> Pass it on to somebody else and give that pay it forward kind of mentality. I love that. I got as we wrap up here too. I got to say one. This is completely something out of the box, uh, out of left field. But one of the very first videos I saw of yours that you shared on Facebook was nothing of your oh own. No, no, it's good. It's okay. You did you did a great <laughs> job. You just got your new Ibanez guitar, one of the new ones, and you did. Uh, you're doing a cover of um, Audio Slave. Show me how to live. And that's oh my god! You know why I did that cover? I did that cover because I had to practice a song. Yeah. Because I was playing at the NAMM show at the X Jam event, yeah, and I was allowed to use my Keneally's gear. Yeah, I will. Oh my God! And I was sharing stages with uh, the stage with Perry Nielsen. He's actually playing with Meshuga right now. Okay. So I was like, Oh my God! And Kyle Huge, the drummer for the Marco Mendoza solo band. I'm actually going to join them again. Marco Mendoza is playing next Friday here in Germany. I'm going to join nice. them for one. Oops. Spoiled it. Anyway, <laughs> so I played that song and I had to practice it. So I was like, ah, oh, what the fuck? I have this great new guitar. Let's put out a video. And I got off the stage in, in L.A. And I will never forget this moment. So there were three gentlemen standing there patting my shoulder and going like, great job, Jen. Nice. It was Mike Keneally, Andy Timmons. Oh, wow. And motherfucking Devin Townsend. <laughs> Nice. And I got back to my backstage. It's like, oh my god, this just this just did not happen. That was awesome. So yes, uh, so that was the first video of me you saw on and, Facebook. And that that's it's got a fun groove to it. That's why I sent you the version that I did with my band before I retired. Yeah. And my, my version was kind of like Eddie Van Halen meets you know Tom Morello. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just got that great groove, eh? You know, I just love yeah, that. Awesome. So that was fun just to it's, see you kicking back. It's, and, it's one of those few songs where you would listen. And imagine it feels completely different to play it. Yes. You know, is. you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you listen to a song and you go like, oh, this is a groove. And then you play it and it feels exactly like you felt it before. It's fine. But eh? for example, my latest uh, uh, cover of the uh, of the Steve I song, Pig, I listened to it like for ages. And then I played it and it felt it, it started like 
being completely different for me <laughs> because it felt so different. The, 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 the playing was not what I felt before. So it was really challenging to learn that song, but I'm, I'm glad I did it. It was so much fun. It took me two days of rehearsing and it was just great fun. I like the way you described it. You said, this is like, it's the equivalent of cleaning your fretboard. Yep. <laughs> well, it is, right? I mean, I did Erotic Nightmares by Steve Vai, and I love Steve Vai. He's been my first guitar, like the real guitar influence. Um, when everybody else was listening to boy bands and pop yeah. shit, I was listening to Steve Vai, and I loved his music ever since, like, I, God bless Steve. Um, but I did Erotic Nightmares, which was the same feeling. It's like cleaning your fretboard. It's like this yeah. the whole time. It's I know. crazy. I can. And I don't know how that guy composes. It's insane. I see, hear, and feel a major, major, major Steve Vai influence in you. Not just because of the guitars, but one of the things I love about Steve. We're going to wrap up here in a second, but I love the way he <laughs> kind of comes with ghost notes with whammy bars. You know, he'll come out of a, a, a you know, actually he'll be a, a dive. He'll come out of it and express such a note. And I've watched you do it a million times. You know, it's oh God, don't compare me to Steve Vai, God. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not because you know Steve Vai is Steve Good. Vai, but certainly you you've you've captured a lot of that mojo and and I can see that. I mean, it, it's not that you sound like Steve Vai. You have your own voice, which is a great thing, but you're capturing some of those things that a lot of people just wouldn't be able to capture. It's like if someone tries to emulate Eddie Van Halen, the biggest thing they should be going for first before the notes is the feel. And, yeah, and, sure. and they do, some people do that and you've done that with Steve Vai. So, you know, kudos to you for doing that. But listen, Thank this you. is crazy. Um, this is absolutely crazy. I know people are saying, don't wrap up. We're going to get you back on another <laughs> no, show for sure. No. It, I, yeah, I, I have to come back, right? Yeah. I'd rather have people come back than, you know, we could go for three or four hours. I don't want people, you know, eventually, okay, we've heard it all, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I, I want to have you back. We'll get you back again. We're going to rock and roll. And uh, this has been an absolute pleasure. I'm really, really uh, excited. Absolutely. Didn't that feel like 15 minutes? Yeah, it did. Eric, total fun chat. Thank you so much for having me. You rock so much. Don't say, don't uh, hang up yet. I'm going to say goodbye to you off the air. We're going to say uh, goodbye to everyone here on the air. Everyone, thank you so very, very much for tuning in and watching another uh, fun episode of the Helix Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please give a thumbs up for both ourselves and for our incredible guest. And if you haven't subscribed yet, look at those waves. I love it. <laughs> and if you haven't yet subscribed, please do so now. Turn on post notifications, and I promise to work just as hard to keep you and I'm, I'm trying so hard not to laugh right now because you're cracking me up. But I promise to work just as hard to keep you as a subscriber <laughs> as I did to get you. And you know what? Screw it all. You're just hilarious. This has been great. I'm going to let you fly. I'll say goodbye to you off here. Everyone, we'll see you very soon. Go check out Walking Dead tonight. Season 9 finale is going to have lots of fun, crazy stuff. And Jen doesn't watch Walking Dead. But that's okay. We won't blame her. <laughs> we'll see you all very, very soon right here on the Helix Hour. Take care, everyone. Cheers. Hey, AVH Gear TV and Eddie Van Halen fans. If you are like me, you find the time to read books difficult. Why not have it read to you? Grab one of three critically acclaimed Van Halen audiobooks like Van Halen Rising by Greg Renoff, Running with the Devil by Noel Monk, or Everybody Wants Some by Ian Christie, available right now from Audible. Sign up for a free trial with zero obligation to get any one of these three audiobooks today. You can cancel if you wish after your trial membership expires and keep the book. There are many other great titles to choose from as well. Links in the description below, but just remember audibletrial.com slash TV. Click the link below and go grab your first free audiobook. Thank you for listening to this edition of EVH and Gear TV. This episode is being brought to you in part by VanHalenStore.com. Shop VanHalenStore.com for the largest selection of official Van Halen merchandise and memorabilia. Be sure to check out our website at evhgeardiscussion.com for more updates and follow us on social media.